Hey guys, Paul Reddick here. Welcome to the Baseball Dads Podcast. The world of baseball and the youth and especially the high school game is changing so rapidly. These rapid changes are bringing about a lot of confusion, a lot of frustration for today's parents that are trying to bring their son up in the game. So the purpose of this podcast is to use the experience of dads who have already gone through this journey and have navigated it successfully so we could take aim at that confusion and frustration and knock it out. We're going to talk to these dads about what they did right, about what they did wrong, what they would do more of, what they would do less of, and they're going to give you their advice for today's parents that are going through this game. So stay tuned for today's podcast. And make sure you go to BaseballDadsNewsletter.com where you can get a free trial in our monthly Baseball Dads Newsletter. So without any further delay, let's get on to today's show. Hey guys, Paul Reddick here. Welcome to the Baseball Dads Podcast. In this episode, uh, I'm pretty fired up because this is a, this is an exciting topic for me. I love discussing this because I have, I think I'm going to present to you a very unique way at looking at this topic of getting attention from uh, college coaches and recruiters. And isn't it, the, isn't it the dream, right, of dads and coaches is that a college program would come and show interest in our son? Right, that our son had the skills and abilities that they would actually be recruited. A college coach would say, I want you to come play for my team. That's, it's exciting, right? It's an exciting thing to have happen. It's a good thing for, for, it's good for, you know, parents to talk about. It's, you know, it's a thing, it's a, it's an area that's sort of pride, you know, that your son has an ability that's so great that a school would want him to come and play at the next level. And we do a lot of things to try and garner the attention of college coaches and recruiters because of that. I, I don't think it's, even though it's, it seems like the obvious thing that we would want, I've never found it to be a very sound practice. In fact, I, I've actually found it to be, um, I, I've, I've seen it backfire more times than I've seen it succeed, where a player goes to a school because that player wants them. So uh, there's, there's a few things to understand about recruiting, and we're going to talk about them here. The first thing to understand is the scholarship situation. I'm not going to quote numbers of scholarships because I don't know when you'll be watching this and if the information might change. But go to NCAA.org or .com, whatever their website is, and look up how many scholarships that baseball has. Um, it's not nearly as many as like basketball or football or other bigger sports. So generally, a full ride in baseball is, is kind of like a unicorn. There, there are a few of them, and they do happen. I have heard of them. I have seen them, but they're very few and far between. Most players are on quarter, half, or, or some other division of scholarships because there literally is not enough scholarship at this moment, 2017, to even for even to have a scholarship for everyone on the team. I don't even think there's enough for a half scholarship. Um, I'd have to double-check the exact numbers now in the roster limits, but it's close. It's close. So, so just kind of put that one to the side. That getting, you know, the idea of like a full ride or something like that, or even a, a, a tiny scholarship, it's um, it, it's rare. So, when we think about recruiting, we we the process that we go through is we go and look for exposure, and exposure is an exciting thing, right? We we go to showcase camps. Um, we the, the the tournament groups and the travel ball clubs will try and put themselves in tournaments where they'll get the most exposure from college coaches. College coaches will see them. We're, it's a big online presence now to have your profile out there. Um, guys are doing their Facebook and their Instagram and optimizing them to showcase all of their skills. And it's a very it's you know it, it it's all to say that I want to get my name out there and I want to showcase everything that I can do so that hopefully schools will see my skills and see my abilities and want to bring me in or want to recruit me or want to be noticed by schools. And it sounds all great, doesn't it, with these with these recruiting 
agencies and the things that are out there that will get your information out to whatever 200, 300 schools, however many there are out there now, and we will get you seen. And not only will we get you seen, you, you can be tested by our group so that all of your skills and all you know your 40 time, your velocity time, your exit speed, and all that stuff will be verified by an independent third party, so it'll know to be true, so that the college coaches can count on on the accuracy of this information and in the uh, in your scouting report. And what we hope is that someone will take notice, and that somebody will want us, will want our son to play for him. I I don't think it's a great formula. I think it's actually a, a very backwards formula because I the it's kind of like you know I want to get I want to try and get the prettiest girl to ask me to the prom. And if the prettiest girl asks me to the prom, I'm going to go with her because she's the prettiest girl. But the prettiest girl might not be the right situation for you. And what I find in, in all the years I've been coaching, 24 years now, I, I, I have found that the players that go with the prettiest girl often end up coming back home or transferring. It very rarely works out because the only basis of them going to the school is because the school wanted them. And it's exciting, isn't it? Like, it's exciting that a school could actually recruit you, right? Recruit your son, especially I know all the work parents put into this now. And it's, it's, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of efforts, a lot of energy. And then all of a sudden it pays off, right? Wow, this, this school wants my son. They're going to, they want him to come play for their program. That's an exciting time. There's no doubt about it. It's exciting stuff, but it might not be the best opportunity and I see a lot of parents a lot of kids kind of get swallowed up in the excitement of that and they miss the bigger picture because the prom queen wants to go out with them they kind of organize everything else they want to also want that school too so their only basis of going to that school is because that school recruited them or that school made them the best offer of scholarship or playing time or whatever so it's it's probably it's the, to me, it's never been a successful formula. It's never been a successful formula. Let me give you what I think is a successful formula. Let's take those 200, 300 schools that a recruiting, you know, recruiting service gets you paid to get your, your, your name out to those schools. So when you evaluate, you're, you're putting your baseball skills forward for somebody who wants to take your baseball skills, but that's probably not the most important thing to you. It's not the, baseball is not the only thing that makes for a great college experience. If that's the only thing that's good, you're not going to have a great college experience. Trust me, I've had too many guys that come back the other way. So for me, baseball is not even in the top four things that you should look at. Number one, you should look at location. Do you want to, or do you, you know, how many of those 200 schools are in the location that you would never go to? Probably like 180 of them, right? Are, are like, I'm not moving across country, or I'm not living in that state, or I don't want to be by the water, or I want to be in the middle of America, or I don't want to be in the city, I don't, right? The location of it is important. What do you want? Do you want to be close to home? Do you want to be far away from home? Do you want warm weather? Do you not care? Do you want to be in a city? Do you want to be in a rural area? Do you want, you know, something that's, you know, totally on the other side of the country. I don't know, right? Everybody's got different things. So number one is where's the school, right? So if you just did that, if you just eliminated all of the schools based on like, I'm not going there. Because a lot of times I've seen so many kids take the, the prom queen, asks them out, and they live there. And it's like culture shock. Because they start living in a, in a town or a state or an area that is just so, they're so unaccustomed to, or they're just, they're just not comfortable in, and they end up coming home. The second thing is, what type of school do you want? Do you want a school that's big? 
Do you want a school that's small? Do you want a school that's got a big football program that you can go watch games or a big basketball program? Do you want that atmosphere? Do you want a program that is a recruiting machine, right? That's a division one powerhouse, or do you want someone that's competitive? Or do you want one that you can, you know, that, that, that is, is more grounded and more balanced? What is the academic life like? Do they have the majors that you want? And if you don't know what your major is, do they have a variety of majors for you to choose from? If you switch majors or you get interested in different things, in this day and age, kids have a lot of opportunity. They're exposed to a lot of different things. Their interest changes. Can you change majors? Or do they have the academic, the academic um, balance or the academic programs that you want that are fit your long-term needs? Because the odds are you're not going to play baseball for a living. So when you get spit out at age 22, 23, are you going to be prepared for life outside of baseball? Um, last thing is, is social. What's the social life like there? Like I said, are there football games to go to? Or is it a smaller school? You want a smaller, maybe more intimate school? Is there a city? Is it in a college town? Is it in a rural area? What, what's the social life like? Is there, you know, I don't know, Greek life or all these different things? Or maybe you don't want that aspect. Um, I know like they rank the party schools, right? And my, my child will never be going to a party school. But that's all different, you know? So what is the social life like? And then baseball. Then baseball. Then in baseball, you have to ask some questions. Is playing time important to you? If it is, you know, probably a D1 program, unless you're just a really highly rated prospect, it's probably not going to be the best thing for you. Unless it's just like a slam dunk and you can choose. A lot of times I, I will talk to guys about their college selection and I will say, are you okay sitting the bench for the first time since you're in your life? You've been a starter since you're seven years old for the last 11 years. Now you're going to go there. You're going to sit the bench your freshman year. You might sit the bench your first two years. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with not being the number one pitcher or not being a weekend pitcher, being the middle of the week cleanup guy? Are you okay with that for a year or two? Or do you want to jump right in? Maybe if you want to jump right in and play and be a contributor to a team, then maybe your junior college is right for you or a smaller school is right for you. There's another option, too, in talking about junior colleges. Are, are kids mature enough to go right into a four-year school? There's nothing wrong with going to a junior college for a year or going to a prep school for a year to get that extra year of maturity. Maybe your kid needs that. But all that gets distracted when somebody comes in and recruits you, right? That's the, like the danger. That's what I'm trying to get you to avoid here is that all that gets distracted when a school all of a sudden wants you and... Sometimes I've had guys that say, well, I only have one offer, so I guess I have no options. Yeah, yes, you have options. It's your life. You can do whatever you want to do with it. Don't just go to a school because they made you an offer. That's a terrible reason to go to a school. So um, all those things considered, let's say you evaluated those 200 schools based on location, based on the type of school, based on the academic programs, based on... Um, uh, the social life based on the baseball and then there's based on financial abilities right to pay for the schools I will bet you that list of 200 300 schools whatever it is I'll bet you that list will be whittled down to probably 12 13 14 schools Some of them you might not get into some of them might be the baseball, you know, but, but it'll probably be about 12 13 You know somewhere in there maybe 10 schools That you want to go to and have everything that you want that would give you the best experience. Now my question is, why do you want to go and spend thousands of dollars traveling all around the country with the hopes that some other school that's not in those schools that you pick might like you? If you, if the girl that you like and the girl that you like spending time with and the girl that you love her personality and you love her, you know, her, her whole, um, you know, balance of life and you, you're, you're, you're attracted to and you, you, you know, your heart flutters for and, and why wouldn't you just ask her to the prom?
why do you want to wait for the prom queen to come distract you? Aren't there like whole movies about that? About the guy who wants to go out with the prom queen and it turns out that it was, it was the girl that he was friends with the whole time that was his true love. And, and that, that, so, so don't get distracted. What I would much rather see you do is get very laser focused on that list. Where's the school? What type of school? Academics, social, baseball, financial. Make a list. This is what I want from a school. And then when you get that list of 10, 12, 15, whatever it is, then it's real easy to get in front of those schools. It's real easy. Go to their holiday camps. Go to their Christmas camps. Go to their summer camps. When you're seeing, I don't know, check the rules on NCAA, but you can make visits, right? You can check them out. There's a lot of things that you can do when you have a very narrow targeted list of the schools that you want to be seen by. See, the problem is that we go out and we say, I want attention. Give me attention. Get me noted. Look at me. Do you like me? Look at me. Am I good? Will you recruit me? Am I good enough to play for you? Look at me. No, we should be going to those schools saying, you have everything I want in a school, and I would love to come play for you. Is there a way that I can showcase my talent to you? Can I come to your summer camp? Can I come to your holiday camp? Do you, do you have a special recruiting camp that you run? Are there selective showcases that you go to, right, that then I should target my budget for? That's a big one. I've saved, I've saved guys thousands and thousands of dollars just targeting showcases based upon they already made their list and say, wow, six of our 10 schools are going to be at that showcase. And then we have a whole program on how to get noticed um, that we take guys on how to get the attention from the, from those uh, coaches and recruiters during that showcase. There's a process to it. And the better you are at it, the more attention you're going to get. So I kind of invert the process because I, I, you know, my, my take on it, and I think if you're listening to this podcast for any amount of time, that your take on it is probably the same, that you just want the best for your kid. And if baseball fits in the picture, great, awesome, it's great. But more, more so, you want him to be a great, you know, you know uh, husband, father, leader of tomorrow. And you want to prep him for that, not just having four great years of playing baseball. I, t- I said in a, in a later in an earlier podcast, I had a conversation with this young man who played Division II, played baseball four years, went to school, thought he was going to be drafted, realized he wasn't going to be drafted, and then realized he had spent four years in the wrong school preparing for the wrong thing. His son, his, his, his friends had had jobs and internships, and they were kind of prepared for the world. And the only thing he was prepared for was more baseball. And um, it's tough. So when you're looking at this process, reverse the process. Don't, don't just stand there and say, who, who wants to go to the prom with me? I just want the, the, the prettiest girl to go to the prom with me, the prom queen. No, you know, what you want is the right fit for you, the right fit for your son, um, the, right, the right location, the right type, the right academic, the right social, the right baseball, the right financial. All those things got to be right. That's what's going to make for the best college experience. Because I'll tell you this, if the baseball is right and the social is wrong, he's coming home. If the baseball is right and the academics are wrong, he's coming home. If the baseball is right and the location and the type are wrong, he's coming home. So save yourself a lot of time and energy. Make sure you get all those things lined up so that you're getting the most well-rounded, balanced education for your son that's going to prepare him for life. And whatever God gave him to take his baseball career to the next level, it'll all be there. It'll, it'll all be there. All right, guys. So head on over to 567dad.com. You check out the 567dad book, the baseball edition of the book. Uh, recently came out. Pretty proud of that. And also, too, if you want to uh, go further with any of this stuff, do consultation or coaching with me, all the information is there. So thanks so much for, for uh, tuning in, guys. Thank you much for the video uh, watchers as well. And uh, I will see you guys next week. Thank you. 
Hey guys, it's Paul again. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We really hope you got a lot out of it. We have so much more to come for you. And thank you so much for trusting us with your baseball education, also the development with your child. It's something that we take very seriously and really means the world to me and the rest of the staff here at Paul Rick Baseball and Baseball Dads Podcast. So thank you so much. We would love it if you would leave a five-star rating and a great review of this podcast. That's how it helps us get the word out about the podcast so that other dads can share in this information that we need so much. Also, don't forget to go to Baseball Dads Newsletter where you can get a free trial subscription in our Baseball Dads Newsletter. Again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I can't tell you what it means to us that you would tune in, and we're just loving bringing this information to you. So, again, thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next show. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for Baseball Dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to BaseballDadsBook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's BaseballDadsBook.com. Thanks.